The Dark Side of Eve, Chapter 2, A City Inside the Planet Previously on The Dark Side of Eve Eve and Aurea followed Thomas to his home planet named Ceylon. There they explore the city and the society. Some details are as on Earth, but some behaviors are so different, nearly strange, that Eve isn't sure if she can handle this. Episode 5 Eve and Aurea put back their anoraks on the hook and followed Thomas. The door closed automatically behind them. They started their walk and strolled through nearly endless corridors. Sometimes they passed a little hall or lobby. Other times they saw trees planted on green areas or flowers blooming in a garden pottery. The ceilings of the corridors were high. They didn't feel like they were underneath the planet's surface. The light was soft and the air fresh. They could see the stars and the windows that they passed. Everywhere people were walking, shopping, sitting in a cafe or standing in small groups to talk to each other for a quick chat. Thomas never became tired of explaining and showing. It is a very nice place, Eve thought in between. It looked completely normal, not future-like, not strange. It is somewhat like a human indoor world, nothing I have to fear. It will be easy to fit in, she added in her brain and looked at Aurea, who was walking next to her. They have the same dreams, the same hopes and wishes we have, and we are women. Wasn't this a good thing? Thomas had told her about this, but she wasn't sure if she understood it the right way. However, now she was excited but not afraid. She looked around and was happy. Eve had nothing to worry about. Suddenly they reached a very large hall. Long balconies built along the hallways and in the middle the building was so deep that it was difficult to see the ground. That's great, Aurea said and jumped from Eve's side next to the handrail that was around the abyss. Don't go close to the fence, dear, Eve said and fear could be heard in her voice. Don't worry, there is a security system behind the handrail. I will show you. Thomas took a blossom from the next flower and threw it over the handrail. Two meters away, at the same height, it lay down. Then the blossom started to come back to the handrail. Slowly, it moved backwards. Thomas took it and poked it in Eve's hair. Nobody would build balconies high like this. It would be too dangerous without security. Thomas smiled and turned around. For him, this was normal. Nothing to talk about, but Eve still stared at the open part between the balconies. Meanwhile, Aurea took a flower herself and copied Thomas' behavior. For her, it was just fun. This is a small restaurant. They have a good cook, and I really enjoy having lunch at this place. Eve nodded and followed Thomas, while Aurea still stood next to the balustrade. It was made of planks, and between them were gaps. Gaps not too small for the shoes of Aurea, and she noticed it. She put her shoe between the wooden plates and climbed up. This moment... Eve turned around and saw what her daughter was doing. She went back quick and pulled Aurea down to the floor. What are you doing? This is dangerous. I just wanted to know if this energy thing could hold me too. We will not find out, Eve answered and took Aurea's hand. A minute later they had reached Thomas again. Aurea always had been an open-minded and brave character and Eve always was afraid of this side. A conflict 
as old as the relationship between the mother and the daughter. The restaurant had a few tables on the balcony, and there were tables inside too, but Thomas guided Eve to the back where the restaurant had a nice little garden. He pointed at a table under a tree and offered them a chair. They sat down, and Eve looked around. The beauty of the garden fascinated her. There were so many flowers, even roses, some nice art decorations, and an old-looking brick wall at the end. It looked like a secret garden from a fairy tale. The tree next to their table touched Aurea's mind. Softly she put her hand on the bark and said, Hello, tree. Eve noticed that and smiled. In spite of the bad fate they both had had, Aurea was still soft and sensible. Being deep in her thoughts, Eve looked up and saw the crown of the tree. Even if the bark appeared old, the leaves looked young, fresh and green, and it seemed a wind was softly going through them. It was a sentimental moment, and Eve's soul felt like she was on earth, in a forest. Then her eyes moved on, and next to the crown she suddenly saw the universe. Is this real? she asked, and her voice expressed how excited she was. No, it's a computerized illusion, but it's nice. Eve looked at Thomas and then back to the crown of the tree. It didn't matter if it was real or not, she decided. The green of the leaves and the dark blue of the universe were the most beautiful combination she has ever seen. Then the reality took her back while a waiter brought the menu. Thomas ordered lunch and Eve looked at the other tables. Everywhere woman, just woman. Was it really a matriarchy? Like he had explained? Could that be? Eve wondered and thought about earth. Men would get mad if a woman would take over the power. She smiled. What a thought. During lunchtime, the city is not very crowded. The people work or go to the cafeteria. What is a cafeteria? Aurea asked. Like the one we had lunch in New York in the first days, you remember? Aurea nodded and looked serious. This had been hard days, especially for a little girl. Eve smiled at her, but on the inside she was touched too. These times were behind them, but they remembered well how bad and hopeless the situation had been. It looked like Thomas didn't recognize their feelings and means. He went on talking. Our cafeteria is a large restaurant. Families meet. It is quicker to go there. It is inside the middle of nearly all factories, schools and offices. The women come from their work, the kids from school. It is easy, and nobody has to cook. What about the men? Eve heard herself ask. The question came out of her brain, without being noticed from her awareness. Well, I told you already a little, and later you will see more at the hologram. The men work in the houses, in companies or in the tunnels. Lunch time is not their time. The break is not long enough, and they stay more in the background, not in the public areas. The city belongs to the woman. Men are just allowed to go there if a woman accompanies them. If they are hungry and there is no woman to guide them, they have to go to a cantina just for men. During daytime, you don't see men very often, just the guys that work here like the waiter. But you are a man, Aurea said. Yes, I am different. My mother is the arbitress. My brother and I can walk around and there are few more like military generals or doctors. 
but today I am guided by two women. I am not in trouble. That's weird. Maria spoke with a low voice. Thomas smiled as he spoke, but Eve had problems with these words. Would it be as strict as he said? Was the arbitress as hard-headed as he had explained? Her behavior was not motherly manner for sure. moment the food was served. It looked great and tasted fantastic. Isn't it very expensive to have lunch here every day? We don't have money, we don't pay. No money? How does this work? Everybody takes what he needs and in return everybody is working as good as possible for society. Oh, you talk about communism. On earth we tried, but it did not work. Right, but for us it is nothing political. It is our way of life. People are greedy, that's the problem. Yes, but we are different. Well, everybody works as best as possible. For example, the baker bakes good bread, and that is as important as the engineer who works on the air condition, or a doctor who heals an illness. Not everybody can make an operation, but not everybody can bake tasty and healthy bread. Each person, each talent is important. If somebody misses, the whole system has a problem. Hmm. But not everybody is smart, I suppose. I tell you about the not intelligent persons. They work in cleaning and collecting the dirt. They work in washing or delivering. Nobody wants to live in a dirty city. We all like the trees and flowers in the hall. Somebody must care if somebody has to plant. Our arbitress is responsible for the entire system. The air must be fresh. There must be enough food. People like to go swimming or eat in a restaurant. The flats must be furnished. There are millions of little things to do. The place to manage all this is called the center. This is the place where the arbitress works. Everybody can take whatever he wants. Really? Really?